All right, everybody, I'm back, 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 back live. Hope everybody can hear me. Got booted off, man. We were on too long. <laughs> we were on for two hours, so over two hours, I guess they boot you off. <laughs> but we're back. We're back live. Um, so please come back into the chat. Let's uh, let's get it on. <laughs> got booted out. I can't believe we got uh, booted out. <laughs> so uh chris is back in nick is uh back here nick you there yep i'm here uh with carl what's going hey, on guys what's going on man can you hear me okay yeah we hear you awesome so what's going on out there uh it's pretty cold cold you outside yeah, yeah we're outside right now oh man that sucks yeah, we had a little bit of activity. We got some static detectors going off. We had a one of those cat toy balls on the steps, and it moved on its own. Oh, wow. It moved on its own? Well, it went off. I set it on the steps, and we had a camera on it, so we got to go back and review that. Oh, nice. Nice. To Ghost Ops, they called in. Um, they're doing a little live show. Remember that house we did up in uh... – uh, the haunted, uh, what we call it, the Hell House, remember? Yeah. Yeah, they're up there. They're, they're having a lot of activity, too. So, yeah, man, we were running the show for two hours. It kicked off on me. <laughs> I had to reboot the show. <laughs> Christy's in the chat room. Pam's in the chat room. Uh, getting, say, getting scenes in the chat room. So, Christy, you can come back on if you want. Just get me a call in, and I'll get you back on if you want to get back on. Um any uh any voices uh not yet haven't heard anything we thought we might have heard one but we're not sure nice so uh how was uh you get set up everything good yeah everything's good got four dvr cameras going handheld so we got the place covered nice 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 hopefully you get the shadow uh thing uh pop up one video that they see up in there yeah it'd be nice yeah so it's been pretty pretty quiet huh yeah it's been quiet hey christy christy's uh joining us uh these are uh my guys are out in, in dauphin county investigating right now uh this is christy she's in the chat room and the uh the live with us too this is uh, nick and uh carl carl's the uh other founder of apps with me and nick's my uh investigator researcher Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too. Nice to meet you. <laughs> They're outside freezing their asses off right now. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, thanks. So you guys better get back in, man. Just yeah. uh, keep me updated with everything and uh, <laughs> yeah. let me know how you guys are making it out. We'll do. Yeah, we'll do. After our next session, I'll see if you're still going live. We'll come back out. All right, Nick. All right. Have a good one, y'all. All right. See good you guys. Luck. <laughs> they're out there freezing their asses off they're like man it's freezing out here <laughs> hell we were on so long the uh the session cut off on me i thought it went longer than two hours but it See, i thought robert on. did it i was like i'm talking about robert maybe he did yeah maybe he did because i'm like what the hell happened do you have a time I limit or you don't know? I don't, no, I don't think I do. I have unlimited time, but it was uh, it was still running. It didn't say that it was aired, that you know, it was off. But, oh, okay, Michael was 
this here. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I told you that power went nope. out. You definitely have a time limit on this pod bean. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah it's two uh, hours. Not paranormal. Debunked. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. So close. <laughs> so, hey, what's going on? Not much. I, I I just started listening to you, and uh, I've always found it fascinating. I used to work with uh, funeral homes, do transports, oh, and okay. I also work. Mm. I work for a coroner's office, so I experience things. But you know, I never really went into it like you guys do. But uh, things would happen, you know, and you'd be like, you know, okay, did I see it? Didn't I see it? Uh, what was that, you know, and you just go through because it's not, you're not thinking about it. You're just doing your job and working. And then all of a sudden some bizarre thing happens and it throws you off and you're all by yourself in a funeral home and you're, you know, standing there and you're like, did I just see what happened, you know, or did I just feel that? And it just stuck. What with have me. you seen? What have uh, you seen in a funeral home? You've seen like, full-bodied apparitions or no nothing like that but i had an experience one night and it was the night before halloween this is years ago and uh, i delivered somebody and the funeral home i delivered to i went in and we went through their garage well they had casket stand that would you know hold caskets for future funerals and stuff and sometimes after we uh would transport the person to the table we take our cot and leave it in the garage and prop it up against this uh casket stand well i left the embalming room door open to the garage and i was doing my paperwork and as i was doing the paperwork my cot went across the garage to the other end to the door and you know they had the natural grade where the drain was so sometimes it would fall off the uh away from the uh casket stand and it would go to the middle of the drain where it was at but this time the cot shot across the floor, but not fast. It just went across the floor and ended up by the garage door. And I'm like, is someone messing with me? You know, so I walked around and I went out in the garage and I looked, looked around the caskets and I was the only one in the funeral home. And I thought, boy, that's weird. So I started getting a weird feeling. And then I felt the hair on the back of my neck go up and I was like, okay, something's not right. I'm not by myself, but there's no one in here, but, the uh, deceased and the cot across the uh, garage floor. So I went and did my paperwork and I nonchalantly just walked, you know, out like I, nothing was wrong. Cause I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I opened up the garage door and I had the van that I was using. The door was open. So I just grabbed the cot and I pushed it in Well, I was supposed to go back in, set the alarm. And what I did is instead of doing that, once the garage went up, I pressed the button, you know, after I put the cot, I went back in and pressed the button and then jumped over the little eye that uh, would trigger it to go back up. So I didn't have to go back in, locked everything up. And I was like, this is bizarre. So I got in the van and uh, there was a local convenience store that we would get gas at. And the guys and ladies in there knew me from going in there, you know, all hours of the night because we picked up 24 hours a day. And if I worked the night shift, it was, you know, could be early morning hours. So I walked in there and one of the guys told me, he goes, man, you're pale. And I was like, yeah. And I thought I seen something sitting on the back of the cot through the rear view mirror, oh, like geez. a little, little person. And 
So the oh. first thing I did is I just said, I plead the blood of Jesus and it disappeared. But I mean, I, I never, you know, experienced anything like that. And I never thought about it. I wasn't thinking about it or like what you guys are talking about. You're going into a facility or a building and actually looking for it. And it happened to me and it just, it kind of, it's just stuck with me. And that's been about 12 years ago that that happened to me. Wow. That's a good story. I like that. Yeah. I know a guy, uh, actually, I know a, a friend of mine. Um, they own a a um, a funeral home. And she said it's really haunted. But she said that the uh, the dead bodies do a lot of weird things. You know, so they do like burp and yeah. make noises. And yeah, she said they'll even sit up. Uh, <laughs> sometimes she says sometimes they'll walk by and they'll just like they'll sit up. <laughs> you know, yeah. Whoa. She said they'll walk by and it'll just be a body like sitting up. You're like, oh shit, that's a body sitting up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a few times that they've been like totally freaked out, you know. That would do but, it to me too. Oh hell yeah. I walked by a body and it's supposed to be dead, and it's like I used to when I was a delivery guy, I used to deliver to a funeral home and uh, I'm looking for this guy and I'm like, where the hell is this funeral director? And he goes, Oh, I'm down here. And I like, opens the door and like, I'm he's here, open the door. He's like sitting there eating a sandwich and there's like a dead body right there. <laughs> he said, bombing this lady. I'm like, uh, don't think I really want to see this shit. You know what I mean? Like, this is not what I like to see, like delivering a package, you know. He's like, ah, hey, she's not gonna hurt you, she's dead. I'm like, Yeah, but that's kind of weird, man. Like, have a nice day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's like eating his lunch, like it's nothing. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess he's used to it. I don't know. But they they do hard. get used to it. Yeah, it's like, and he's you like eating his lunch. Yeah. I used to go to the coroner's office and they would uh be talking about ordering lunch and uh oh. Be working on somebody, you know, at the coroner's office, they're doing autopsies. They're not doing an, an embalming. So, I mean, it's a different view, but I'm not going to go into it. But I remember going in there and they would ask me, do I want something, a tenderloin or a, a cheeseburger? And I'm like, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm ready to go home, you know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the same. I just, I don't know. I couldn't correlate it. Yeah, but I don't think I want a burger uh, over a dead body. Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> nope. That's uh, you say so your first time listener, huh? Yeah, this is the first night I've come on. I just found you. And, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, we're doing like a little two-hour special tonight. We have uh, I have a paranormal group in Pennsylvania, and uh, Christy's done paranormal. Uh, Chris has done paranormal investigation. She's on here with me. And uh, we, we have another group that's uh, out doing paranormal investigations as well. And we're going back and forth live with them when they get some experiences. So we're just waiting on them to uh, to come in and give us little updates here and there of what's going on in their investigations. And, and we're talking about our uh, experiences as well uh, over uh, – I'm a 20-plus year paranormal investigator. And how long have you been investigating, Chris? I don't know. It's just kind of been part of me my whole life. Not the investigating per se, but just having experiences. Investigating like solid the last two years, but dabbled in it since what, 2000? Wow. That's 20 plus years. Yeah, but not quite in like a serious way like you've been doing it. 
But, you know, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I... I like his story. I mean, for somebody who doesn't investigate, he had a lot of good logic in there and trying to figure out what happened and why that would roll that way or not. And He's obviously working in that environment, so he's not going to be easily freaked out. So I like that story. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's uh, I think what uh, has caught my attention. I have other things that I've seen, but, you know, I, I never let it bother me. Uh, because I was just doing my job and I've never had any experience where, you know, I had like what I heard earlier in the previous show about uh, the little girl and them reading Psalms and that. I think more minds. Oh, yeah. uh, and I've talked to people and they said, well, people are trapped. They can't cross over. And and I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I was doing my job, delivering them, picking them up, whatever, you know, I'm doing. I'm not thinking about. What like you guys, you're sitting there and you're putting up devices to track and catch voices and and things would happen. And uh, at first, when it first started happening, it bothered me. But then as time went by, I was just like, well, you know, it, they can't hurt me because I'm not doing nothing to them. I'm not here trying to hurt them. I mean, I can't hurt them, but I wanted to know more and learn about it. And so I've been listening uh, to different people and watching the TV shows. But like you guys said earlier, how can you have so many uh, episodes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and unless you've experienced something, you, you can't explain it. Um, well, what you it, went through is, I think each, each person that's into paranormal investigating has a story like that that got them initially interested in trying to figure out answers and start investigating. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's intriguing. Everybody has one of those stories that got them started. It's that trigger moment, you know, mm-hmm. that gets you going. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's that trigger moment when you, you have something that happens and you, you're like, what the hell was that? And you can't explain how that happened. It's like the first time you go fishing and you catch a fish, you're hooked. You're like, wow, that was fun. You know what I mean? Then dude, next thing you know, you're, you're investigating, you're doing things and that you never thought you were going to do. You're blowing and, uh, your life savings you. on equipment and gear <laughs> yeah. before you know it. It'll lead you down a path. Yeah, it'll lead you down a path that, you know, you never thought you were going to be on. And then all of a sudden, hey, you're on that path. You're like, wow, man, like I'm really doing this. I'm experiencing this. And and you know what? My first experience wasn't paranormal. Well, it was, I guess you could typically say it was paranormal, but it wasn't with a ghost. It was with a UFO. I seen a UFO, uh, which totally blew my mind away. I was like. I just seen a UFO. What the, you know, I can't believe Where'd you see it? That. I mean, we live in the same uh, area. Where'd you see it? Actually, I lived in Baltimore when I was a kid. Uh, I lived, okay. And, I didn't I see lived that in one. Baltimore. Yep. I lived in Baltimore until I was around 22. I got married. And then uh, once we got married, I moved to Pennsylvania. But uh, this happened when I was around 15. Okay. I seen, a, I seen, I mean, I had paranormal events happen, but I didn't know what they were. But when I seen this UFO, uh, it, it blew my mind away. I was just like walking down a, a city street in Baltimore. You know, I, I lived in the inner city Baltimore and um, a little place called Hamden. That's just, just a little neighborhood in Hamden, inner city neighborhood. And uh, I'm walking down the street with my cousin and I, I just happened to see this light like out of the corner of my eye. And I looked over and it was above this oak tree, probably a couple thousand feet in the air. And it's this blue light, and it's like just like pulsing in and out, like like a heartbeat kind of. 
but it's making their noise. But I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, never took my eyes off it. Thank God I didn't take my eyes off of it because if I would have, I would have never seen it take off the way it did. Um, I was just kept walking and I was reaching over to touch my cousin. My cousin was with me and uh, I'm like, dude, dude, I'm tapping him. He's like, what? I was like, look, look at this, look at this. And when I pointed at it, it took off like. I mean, man, it was gone thousands of miles in a second, not even a second. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, what was it? Dude, I just seen a UFO. He's like, no way. I'm like, that was a UFO. That was straight out of some Star Wars stuff. I, You know, I've never seen anything like that again in my life. Uh, I have seen some weird things around here in Pennsylvania that uh, I can't explain. That was a, possibly a UFO. But nothing to that extent that I seen. Uh, it it was definitely no aircraft that we have that could go that fast. It would kill you instantly. Just the G force would just flatten you like a probably disintegrate you. That's how fast. Plus, it took you would off. hear it. You would hear huh? it. Our technology as humans, we hear. We have motors, and it wouldn't be yeah, silent. I mean, it made no sound. It took off like, like I said, it. It went out of sight in less than a second. I seen the direction it went in, but I mean it was out of sight in less than a second. I'm, it traveled probably faster than light, and uh, it, it was amazing. I've never seen anything like that again. And like I said, there's no way any human being could withstand that kind of g-force. It would it would crush them instantly. They would be dead. Yeah. Uh, and how the hell they do it? I have no idea. Like, I do watch things. Like, I watch UFO things a lot with, like, Bob Lazar. And Bob Lazar explains it pretty well about how they do it. Um, basically, the, the craft has a, a field around it, which distorts time and space. And it's able to generate its own its own field. That's why it can move. It distorts time and space. So does it, does, does it like, a magnetic polarization that creates this effect or like it's it's it, it affects gravity it's a gravity distortion is basically what he said it is it's and they use this element that fuels it which is a real element it's called element 115 uh i've been i've been reading uh, a lot of stuff on it and it's it's a real element so it's something and, we uh, don't have access to here on we do Earth. have access to it they've oh. they've reproduct they've reproduced it yeah oh. and uh Allegedly, um, Bob Lazar, I think he might have stolen it from Area 51. He worked at Area 51. I think he may have stolen it, and the FBI are looking for it. They're yeah, looking for yeah. it. That's not they a keep, good thing to do. No, they keep they keep raiding his uh, his workplace and stuff like that in his, his video. They, really? they actually, yeah, they've, they've raided his place of business quite a few times. And... Huh. Uh, he has that element somewhere. He he talks about element one fifteen, how it can bend light, and it bend, it just it's it's basically a fuel for these uh, these craft. He said it's they slice it real thin. The, the way he described it, he has a he has a, a show, um, a documentary that he does. It's called Bob Lazar. Damn, I can't remember the name of it. It's a really good show. You should watch it. It's if you're into UFOs. Yeah, I, like, I'm in, intrigued here. This is. It's but they're not going to awesome. catch him. No, he's way smarter. American than government, like he can just zip away from you really fast. He, well, you know what they try to do? They try to discredit him. He he went public because he got caught. Um, he got caught showing people the technology. 
um, he basically went out and told his friends, look, this date, they're going to be testing one of these crafts. You can go out to the desert and you can see it. It's going to be on this day. And they went out there and sure enough, his friend seen him testing these, these craft. Um, but I think somebody had a big mouth and went back and got him in a whole lot of trouble. So he went public with it basically to save his life. Cause he said they were probably, they had a lot of death threats that they were going to kill him and stuff like that. And they tried to basically discredit his whole, his whole career um, as a nuclear physicist and everything else. And, they tried, you know, try to say he never worked at Los Alamos and all this stuff, and he was never at MIT, and he was there. But they tried to say he wasn't, and they they wiped his records out and everything. But right, I was going to say they have the power to just like wipe out your college records and stuff. But is there proof they, that this guy isn't making this up? Oh yeah, and that it really they happened. Said he, yeah, they said he wasn't at Los Alamos, and they found news articles, and there's pictures of Bob Lazar at Los Alamos working. <laughs> they found oh, pictures and news articles of him working at Los Alamos and he was at MIT. So they they're they're them trying to erase his whole being of his uh trying to dis Yeah, yeah, you know, damage just, control. Just totally damage control of his life. It didn't work very well because there was other evidence that he was there, you know. And uh they They've totally tried to ruin his life, but they just couldn't, you know. They totally couldn't. Hmm. But it's it's an interesting read or, or watch if you want to watch it. It's it's on like uh, Netflix and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd watch that. Aliens scare the crap out of me. No, they're the real. Technology. Oh, I yeah. know. That's why I'm scared of them. Yeah, it's uh, definitely real. <laughs> but the technology and learning about that sort of stuff interests me. But I do not. Oh, man, I'll hunt ghosts all day, but please don't let me go. Run into an alien. Now, you know, it was, it was weird about the neighborhood. I was from, um, there was a couple, more than one UFO sighting in that neighborhood. And from what I've read, like, if there's other places where, if there's places where you see more than one UFO there, there's something connected there, why they keep coming back to that area. And my father seen the UFO in that same neighborhood. My father grew up in the same neighborhood. He said he's seen a UFO in the neighborhood, and then I seen one. And then when I was when I was small, my father, my mother, and my father both collaborated the story. I I remember it vaguely. Um, I was very I was very little. I was maybe like five or six years old, maybe. But the, we lived in a row house, and uh, one morning we were awakened to this uh, this vibration, like this low emanating, like it was. Yeah literally vibrating the, the apartment we were living in. And uh, my father looks out the window and the whole alley is illuminated. Like it's daytime. And this is like two o'clock in the morning. And my father, I distinctly remember my dad, like looking out the window and he says, it's, a, it's above the roof. It's above the roof. And uh, it wasn't a helicopter. My dad's like, it was not a helicopter. This was making this weird vibration, this low vibration. And my mother collaborated the same thing. Uh, that the whole alley was lit up bright, bright, like daytime. It was so bright. My dad said, as, as quick as it was there, it was gone. Like, snap of a finger, it was gone. No sound, no light, nothing Jeez. anymore. Yeah. So is there any stories from anybody else in the neighborhood that they saw these things? Or was anybody, like, abducted or anything? 
I don't know. know. From what my father said, the one he's seen um, when he was a kid was going from, in the neighborhood we lived in was row houses. Um, he said he's seen it, where he where he explained to me he's seen it was this, this park, uh, was called Elm Avenue Park. And everybody from the neighborhood hung out at that park. But he said one evening he just seen this, him and his friend were there hanging out at the park. And there's this small pill-shaped craft like above the row houses going from like row house to row house to row house yeah, and stop see, nah. and and uh, he said they were watching it <laughs> and his friend said hey i'm going to go get a camera and take a picture of this thing and they had those old time like i guess uh, i don't know 35 millimeter cameras back then i don't know my dad was a kid and uh, he said he went to go get his father's camera he came back and it was still there, but it was at the end of the of the line of the row houses, and it kind of went down over the. He said, "Look, like it went down over the house, and when they ran up there, uh, it was gone. They said it was nothing. There was nothing there." And uh, I, I, he said, "I can't explain." It. He said, "I know what I saw. My friend seen the same thing." He said, "It was just a damn shame we didn't get a picture of it." It's so creepy. Yeah. It was like going house to house. Like, yeah, yeah he said, my dad said no. almost like, do we want this one? No. Yeah. My dad said uh, it was almost like they were scanning the house. It was like they were scanning it. Yeah. That's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. He said it was totally weird. Totally, they, totally weird. I wonder if they were looking for like, uh, you know, some of the places that you hear, they see UFOs all the time. If it's the minerals in the area or like in your place in the row house, they're looking for someone with a uh, certain genetics. Mm-hmm. Here's the, here's the thing that's really strange about this neighborhood in the area that it's in. Almost everybody in that area dies from cancer and they've mm-hmm. never smoked in their life, never drank anything in their life, but they died from, from lung cancer. Interesting. And almost in almost every house around there. Now, both of my grandparents oh, died from so lung weird. cancer. Both of them die from lung cancer. My uncle died from lung cancer. No, uh, they that smoked. makes me think radon. But yeah, but they smoke. Yeah, but they smoke too. But there's people that lived on that block on those on those streets that never smoked anything in their life, no cigarettes, anything, never drank, and died from like lung cancer. Uh, my dad said when he was a kid that they did dig this giant hole in the street. And uh, they never knew why they dug this hole in the street. They weren't like there was pipes or anything there, but, and there was a, he said there was like a military presence there, I believe. And uh, he said, they just didn't know why that they were digging a hole there. And all of a sudden it was just covered up, paved over. And then that was it. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. It's kind of strange though. You know? Yeah. The government, the government likes to cover up a lot of crap. So. They don't want us to know. No. Well, they don't do it just with UFOs. They do it with everything. They do it with everything, right? Yeah, everything. There's also another documentary out. It's called um, Sir No Face and oh, what the hell is it? Something the Gray. It's called the Gray. Now, um, you ever remember that guy that used to be on? Uh, Chris, you might remember him. He used to be on Paranormal State. Guy's name was Chad. He had kind of a big guy, had a goatee. Um, He's ringing a little bit of a bell. Chad Kallick. That was his last name, was Kallick. Yeah. Yep. Well, he did 
this documentary called Sir New Face. This Australian, uh, this Australian group was invest. They got invited from the government to investigate this island, this place out on this island, and the government was paying them to investigate. Well, they captured this being. They thought it was a ghost, and because uh, they were having all kinds of weird. Uh, paranormal activity with lights like flashes of light and they, they had some pretty pretty amazing video of these light anomalies that were i mean they were freaking lighting up the room like these big uh light flashes that were like totally illuminating the room i've never seen anything like that before and um they capture this thing that looks like a ghost right like a full-bodied apparition and uh, they thought it was a ghost well Come to find out, now they think it's possibly an alien and not a ghost. So, I mean, they changed it from... So, is it trapped here? Well, they think that maybe it's not even an alien now. Maybe it's like an artificial intelligence that the government is making, uh, making these things, which... Some people had came out and said that there's these things they're making there, like artificially intelligent robots, AI. And they they stuck them on this island basically to test them. And these people test them around these people. Almost like they were dummies, you know, like crash test dummies, basically. And they stumbled onto it. They were able to stumble onto it with video. So it's it's an interesting um, documentary, to say the least. And then they start getting followed by um, the men in black. After they after they uh, announced this story, they started being followed by these this government secret black government officials, like you know what I mean, like the MIBs. <laughs> it's kind of strange, right? I can just say I'm extremely thankful I've never become a government target. That's good. That's good. But you never. I don't want to have any secrets that they want. You don't want them to have. You don't want them to have a file on you. No. You never know what they keep their secrets. Leave me out of it. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole UFO thing is like you're going down a you're going down the rabbit hole with that. You know, you're totally going down the rabbit hole. Um, It's way bigger than us. I, I don't think we'll ever really know, maybe not in our lifetime, but eventually that's going to come out. You know, but they, they can't keep it a secret forever. It's too much technology now for us, you know, to film these things and, and stuff like that. So, Well, what's that yeah. satellite they want to send out to go past? Um, well, that new one. That new one that they're trying to build, but they're having issues with. They want to see. Yeah, it's bigger out. than the Hubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah, I, stuff. Yeah, especially going to be able to tell the existence of the galaxy and how it was created. No, I, I don't, how the hell they're going to do that? I have no idea. Um, we don't even know how big the universe is. We really don't. I mean, how the hell can you tell someone how big the universe is? You know, we don't know anything about we it. We don't even know. Who nah, knows? They have no idea. We have no idea. I just can't imagine, though, like, one day when an, like aliens show up here in a non-discreet way with whatever their intentions are at the moment, the crap that the world governments are going to pull out to fight them, that we're all just going to be sitting there like, what the hell? 
I didn't know we could do that. I didn't know we could do that. And then there's aliens attacking us. I mean, when the you technology that, that they have would blow our mind if we actually got to see it in use. Oh, do I know. Guys, do you guys remember Art Bell? Yeah. He used to talk and he'd have people come on his show. When I was yep. doing these transports in the middle of the night, I would listen to it, you know, just to have something to listen to. And some of the people that would come on would say they were from another dimension. And they would explain yeah. the dimension. And I was like, are these people just making this up? Or are they telling us they're really from another dimension? And it used to fascinate me because, you know, I'm working, but I needed something to listen to as I'm driving around the city. And, yeah. uh, I always wondered about that, and you know, would listen to Art Bell, and then what's his name, uh, Nori, uh, George Nori. George Nori, yeah, coast to coast. Yeah, he does more the um, the U.S. Does he still do coast to coast. Yeah, he's still on. And uh, but I remember Art Bell would talk to people that, uh, like the situation that happened with me. You know, the inst the thing that I went through. He would talk to people about all different things, but. George Norrie's more um, the UFO, and I think he was in the Air Force, or maybe he was in the Navy. And, um, you know, he uh, gets into that, but it's just fascinating, you know, talking about it in this artificial intelligence. It's yeah, a I heard that's a big thing. thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah, I, I heard it's actually happening. They're, I heard they actually have a plant in Australia that they're uh, they're building these things. And it's a real thing. Um, I don't know how true it is, but that's what I've heard. And that's what I've read, too. Well, I know in the hospitals they're, they're using those uh, robots. I've seen them. Uh, they're using them at Macy's, for God's sake. I was at a that's Macy's working uh, the other day, and <laughs> the robots were picking the shelves and getting the stuff off the shelves. I was like, what the hell? This is Macy's. <laughs> and that was in Dover, Delaware. I'm like, what in the hell? The lady goes, watch out for the robots. They'll run you over. They don't have any eyes. They can't see you. I'm like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> they're, they but they're should have included that the in the technology. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, don't kill your customers while you service the Oh, customers. my God. It's, I'm telling you, it's it's a wild ride when you get into paranormal stuff. Like, Michael, you're, you're probably, uh, you'll probably wind up starting your own paranormal group now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I talk about it and um, it's just listening to you all, you know, it starts making me think, you know, about things because it just, when you, you're not thinking about it and something happens to you, you sit there and you're like, did that really happen to me or am I just crazy or, you know, yeah, that I imagine, you know, you know, you didn't imagine it because you weren't thinking about it. It wasn't a, yeah. a preconceived yeah. idea you know it just it happened to you and you're like man i can't believe that happened so yeah it's like you know you have yeah you have something paranormal happen your mind's trying to give you a rational explanation of what just happened you know it's you're not thinking hey that, that was paranormal you're thinking like why the hell did that just happen you know that's how i i look at stuff when i'm investigating uh i try not to go into a place and say hey it's they're saying it's haunted. It's haunted. I'm I'm not going into it looking like that. I'm going into it looking at like, all right, let's see if it's there is activity. If is there is there a logical explanation behind the activity that they're experiencing? Is it 
pipes banging? Is it, you know, creaky floors of the house old settling? Thing, I mean, there's a lot of noises, but there's, you know, think what house is settling, but there are things that you just can't explain, you know, and there's a lot of things you can't explain that I've experienced. And, you know, I just, there's ghosts. There's something else beyond for sure, Absolutely. without a doubt, without a doubt, uh, you know, whether it's our subconscious minds living on after the physical body is gone, but there is something else. I don't know what it is, whether you want to call it a ghost, a spirit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're catching evidence of something, but there's yeah. no way of definitively proving where, what the source of that is. Yeah. We, we, we have no way of testing it or, or not yet. Like, not yet. I mean, you know, I mean, that's why they don't make it a legitimate science because a scientist can't recreate how this, how this phenomena happens. Right. But like they, Michael you know, said, when you have those experiences though, when you become an investigator, your goal is to catch those things on video or yeah. audio. So you can look back at it and convince yourself you weren't crazy. You really saw that. Look at it frame by frame and try and figure out how this happens. Oh, hell how yeah. does this happen? Yep. I, that, that video I caught, I've captured of that black stuff, that black mass. I've watched that video a million times and I still can't explain how something can create itself from nothing and then decreate itself into nothing. Um, yeah. I have no Scott explanation. Scott got one of those at the um, Myrtle's plantation. Oh, he went to Myrtle's. Nice. Yeah. Like at, in the spring, he went out there. He went out to the pavilion and a mist formed right on the live video on Facebook nice. Live. Kind of looked like it waved or something and then just disappeared. And we've That's awesome. looked and looked and looked at it. And it just doesn't really have a solid natural explanation. Like there, we cannot figure out how that happened. No, it wasn't a black mist. It was a white mist. And we didn't even catch it at the time. Somebody who was watching our live did and, and sent it in the messenger. So it's really nice to have people watching your investigation and catching things and sending it to you for you to review. And it, it was kind of mind blowing. And now he just went back again and something completely different, but almost just as amazing happened this time. That's awesome. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Merle's. Me and my wife were talking about going down there and staying. I was like, we got to do it. Uh, my wife's not the ghost thing. It's a I'm good definitely, I'm definitely down for going for sure. That would be great. I've never stayed, like, slept. I mean, I've investigated all night, but never, like, tried to sleep in a haunted location. I fell asleep in haunted locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to try and stay up all night. It happens. <laughs> I have fell asleep in an investigation before. And I'm, I'm like, I, it was like on a Friday night, and uh, this house was pretty active. We we captured a lot of stuff in the house, and uh, it was a Friday. I get up for work at like three in the morning, and I'm like tired. It's like one in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm tired. I sit on the couch, and it's one of those couches that's like super comfortable. I'm like, this couch is great. Like I'm sitting there, and I say, I know. I'm like, I'm gone. I wake up and I'm the only one in the house. I'm like, 
Whoa. Did they at least leave cameras rolling on you or something? <laughs> the cameras rolled on me, but I was, I was gone. I woke up, I'm the only one laying there on the couch, and I'm like, this son of a bitch has left me in a haunted house by myself. Do you <laughs> know how like, many times I've watched Scott sleep? He does that. <laughs> He'll set the camera up. He's like, I'm going to bed. And I'll be sitting there like, ooh, what's going to happen now? I was asleep looking for ghosts to like mess with them. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I went outside. I'm like, thanks. They're like, what? Oh, excuse me. Y'all are talking about that one, see? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was like, thanks for leaving me in a haunted location while I was sleeping. And they're like, well, there wasn't anything going on, so we thought we'd just leave you in there and sleep. I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and I think when I wound up have, getting. When you ask Scott on, you'll have to ask him about his. I'm not telling that story for him. He's going to have to tell you about his Salem Inn experience <laughs> there. Uh, it's it's incredible. So definitely have him talk about that. On one oh, I can't wait. Podcasts. I can't wait. Definitely. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and I mean, we have all this on video and then that's a great. return visit with more stuff on video and nice. Bruce that's Day, another well, crazy hotel. location. Uh, Salem okay. and yeah, haunted hotel oh, in Salem, nice, Massachusetts. Nice. What's the name of it? What? The no, Salem Inn is the name of the place. Oh, Salem Inn is the name of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm about to stay there. What room? 17. 17. And it's relaxing. Or next door, because apparently they heard everything, too. Nice. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to stay in some place like that. I don't think I can convince my wife to, but. That'll go with you. <laughs> Dude, I'm <laughs> definitely down. I'm definitely down. I might scare the ghost away with all the snoring I do. <laughs> oh, no. No, he does it, too, and they didn't leave. <laughs> they were banging on the wall, like, basically making him stop snoring the second time. Really? I was watching it, and he'd start snoring, and he'd start banging, and I'd wake him up a little bit. He'd stop snoring, and it would stop banging. And every time he snored, it would bang again. Oh, my God. That reminds me of Landon House. That happened at Landon House to me. That's what I do um, to my husband, so I think it was a female ghost. Yeah, that's so happened he to me. He snores, I hit him. <laughs> they had one of those old, like, high-back uh, chairs, with the, kind of like a, like a claw arm chair, and I was sitting in that thing. I was so tired. And uh, I just zonked out, and uh, they said I was snoring real loud. And all of a sudden, they started hearing like this real loud banging coming from the ballroom. And uh, they woke me up. They were like, dude, there's some serious loud ass banging going on. And uh, like, dude, I think it's coming from the ballroom. Like, and I got up and we started walking, and, and we were being as quiet as we could. And those floors were so damn creaky because they're wood. And uh, we get there, we get almost to the, the ballroom doorway and it's coming from the ballroom and as soon as we hit the threshold of the doorway stop instantly just nothing and i'm like we're, and there's nothing in the ballroom except only thing that was in there was this wooden box that he built he used to do this little show um sabers and roses ball show with a little guitar and he would sing and dance on it that's the only thing that was in there and i put my foot on it and i tapped on it and it made that sound. Boom, boom. I'm like, yeah. it's the box. It's this box. They're like, that's the noise. I'm like, look, I was tapping my foot on it. Boom, boom, boom. I said, that's this box, dude. It was something tapping on this box. They're like, holy shit. I can't believe that, man. It was super cool. I got it on video. I got it on audio, too. I, I captured it. See, now I, I need it. to see all these, this evidence from these stories. 
Oh my god, I have so much stuff over the years. I I have hundreds of EVPs and voices, and oh my god, yeah. I haven't captured a whole lot of stuff on video, but the stuff I've called is pretty amazing. Um, I did capture a door opening up on its own. Uh, me and Carl were investigating a piano store, and this door blew open. Man, like the police were coming through it. I still, I'm like, whoa. He's like, what? And I heard the handle move. Because in the video, you'll see me. I'm looking around, and I, when I hear the handle move, I look over at the door. And as soon as I look over the door, the door just blows open. Boom. I'm like, whoa. He was goes, it that store in Lemoyne, or is it a different piano store? It was a piano store up in uh, Ohio. Oh, okay. We were up in Ohio, yeah. And uh, this thing just blew open with so much force. I was like, dude, what the hell was that? And uh, Carl's like, that did not just happen. I was like, yeah, that happened. That's the first time I ever seen a door open like that on its own. And uh, I was blown. And I we got it on video. I was like, thank God, I finally got something on video, dude. Like, God damn, oh, all the years I've been doing this, I finally got a door opened up on its own. Yeah. You know, you see all this stuff on TV, and you're like, damn, they're catching all kinds of stuff open on their own. But dude, you would you, you would not imagine how hard it is to catch something like that on video. You know? Yeah, yeah. They know you're recording them too. So sometimes they just refuse. Yeah. To do the stuff. I, I tell you, I love doing this stuff. It's that's yeah, what it's I live for. It is. It's it's just once you start getting into it, and it's you have a whole lot more questions than answers, though. Yeah, that's what you keeps know? you going. It does. It really keeps you going, and you're hoping around the next corner that you find that that answer you're looking for. You know. Yeah, and just, just when you think you've seen everything. Usually something else will happen that'll blow your mind. Yeah, it, and it does. Uh, like I said, Michael, you, you you're gonna probably get into some real cool stuff here soon sooner than you think. You know. Yeah, and even go with like another team. You don't have to start your own team, but go on. They have public investigations that you can pay like fifty bucks and go investigate someplace with another team and just get your feet wet. See if it is something you'd want to get into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just try it if you if you like it. And hey, do you for think God's sake, uh, if you start your own team, be careful who's on it. That's all I got. Yeah, right, right. No, I don't think Jeez. I'm going to be a team going. I mean, the experiences I had is, you know, what I was doing for a living. So I I would go in to these funeral homes and, you know, pick up for the coroner's office. And when I worked for the coroner's office, I picked up all different kinds of situations. You know from homicides to accidental death. So, you know, you, you see different things, but the funeral homes, there was always something there. And uh, it just oh, always yeah. stuck with me because I'd go into, you know, all the different funeral homes in the area and there was different things that would occur and you would hear stories and, you know, and I used to say, oh, they're just talking, you know, out their butt. They're not, they're just making this stuff up. But then when it started happening to me, I was like, okay, this is not, I mean, I know what I seen or I know what I felt. Something's there, but what it is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not looking for it. You know, I wasn't going out looking for it, but it was talking to me or doing whatever it was doing. And it just kind of threw me off. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can work in that environment on a daily basis and not be freaked out, 
I think it's probably likely it was very legitimate, odd occurrence that actually caught your attention. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th there was another situation that I went. Hey, y'all, I'll be back and just I'm going to hang up and come back in a minute. I have to use the restroom. OK. OK. Yep. I had another one where I went to a place where they had a 24 hour uh, service with embalmers. And uh, I went and knocked on the door, I pulled in the garage, knocked on the door to the embalming room and a little boy ran past me. And really? I went. I went who could be here at 11 o'clock at night working yeah. in the funeral home? So I asked the embalmer, I just said, you know, I seen a little boy run past me. And they told me, no, that's the resident. He, he just stays here. And they, they talked like it was normal. And I'm sitting here trying to calculate, you know, get it in my head that I know I seen some little boy run past me. Oh, wow. That's know, awesome. At 11 o'clock at night. What is this? You know? Oh, don't worry about it. It's the resident. They call him the resident boy. And uh, wow. as I asked questions about, well, who's this boy that you guys say is the resident? They said he passed away in like 1930. And uh, I was like, okay, but this funeral home's been around here probably the turn of last century, which was the 1900s. So things could happen. But I thought, okay, does anybody else see this boy? Well, a friend of mine that worked with me told me, uh, I would tell him the stories that I'm telling you all, and he thought I was crazy. He said, you're out of your mind. Well, one night I delivered a guy, and he was laying on the embalming table, and my buddy come right in after me with another person, and he said, I looked down the hall, and there was a guy in a flannel shirt. Whoa. And he said, when I walked in, to the embalming room, that guy that was down the hall was actually on the table. Well, Whoa. that was the guy I just delivered. And um, yeah, you know, and those, so those stories, you know, and this is not made up. This is just stuff that you have happened and you're like, but like what you guys are saying, you're trying to figure out well, what's going on, you know, or, and that was the question I asked earlier. Are they uh, passing and going to the other side? Are they, stuck or what you know i don't know but it just it fascinates me but it also makes me think what was going on you know why why couldn't they cross over why are they hanging on is another question i have yeah it might I, not I be i think every investigator has a different theory on that though there's no definitive answer no this might not be the time that they're, they're ready to cross over or whatever, you know, who knows? Or it's maybe like a shock to their body that they died, you know what I mean? And they're just like, hey, why, why is my body over there? You know, who knows, man? Yeah, it's, maybe they don't know they're dead. Maybe they can't. Yeah. Maybe they're afraid to cross over. Maybe they just don't want to because they like it. Who knows? You know, yeah. it could be all of the above. I know. All I know is that, you know, um, I do this too for one reason is um, I'm definitely afraid of dying. Um, it's that not the part of dying. It's the part of uh, maybe that I'm never going to see the people that I love again. Um, that frightens me the most. But the thing is with this is, you know, I got into this too is because I lost a lot, of, a lot of family members and, um, I wanted an answer to, is there something else? You know, it'll make me feel better if I knew, if they could come back and say, hey, 
everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. When it's your time, we're going to be here for you. We're going to, we're going to help you. And I would feel better about it if they would come back and let me know they're okay. But I've never had any of them come back and tell me, Hey, I'm, uh, everything's okay. I don't, it's just, and, and it's not that I don't believe in these things because I do, because I've seen them, Being but it's proof. just, I just never seen it from my family. Why hasn't anybody from my family come back and able to say, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And I would feel a lot better, but I, they, I've never seen them. I never, they never came back. And it's the one thing that, uh, that eats me up the most is that I'm, they're gone and I, I can't see them anymore. You know what I mean? It's just, that's the thing that hurts me the most about, about death is that they're gone. They're gone. You don't see them anymore. You, you want to think that they're still here. And, uh, I, I, I just never had any kind of communication from any of them. And it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking a little bit. That's you know? so hard for me to hear because I you know? have abilities and there's so many times where I've encountered people's loved ones coming back to give them messages. And it makes me feel so bad that then it's never happened for you. No, it's never, never happened. Like I've never seen them or, uh, you know, experienced them. I, I've, Always wanted to, you know what I mean? And I've experienced so many things in the in paranormal, uh, ghostly, ghostly wise. And I thought maybe I had this ability that maybe they were reaching out to me because I could, I could hear them. You know what I mean? Because I, I hear them a lot in investigations. Yeah. yeah, and I never hear the people I want to hear. You know what I mean? It's just. Have you ever really tried to just sit down and directly connect with someone from your family? I have your devices. Um, yeah, I have, and I, I never got any responses. It's heartbreaking a little bit, you know. I'm seriously, when I can get out of this house because COVID's not going to kill me anymore, I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to work on that. That'd we'll be see cool. Who we can get. That would be because, cool. Like, I'll tell you a really cool story. I'm 100% convinced that they are around. Um, I know that personally, but like a story that kind of proves that is a um, friend of mine lost her husband and it was the one year anniversary of his death. And like, the, it's so crazy the way spirit comes back and like can connect with you. I had entered to go to a reading with a psychic medium on the Jenny McCarthy show. He's um, like really famous psychic medium. And they were going to do like a Halloween seance show. So I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. My daughter's birthday is on Halloween. I like to watch other psychics do their thing. Sounds fun. I'll enter. We got picked to be on this show um, and just kind of like listen to him do his readings. And if you happen to get one, you happen to get one, whatever. So it turns out there was like four, I forget, it's some ridiculous amount of people that entered and this small group of us that actually got to be there. And he starts doing a reading for us. And it turns out to be my friend's husband. And it, I didn't even think about it, but it was the actual one-year anniversary of the day that he died. And it was also the weekend of her birthday. And oh, wow. she, had, she was out at a bar at that point in time, like with her friends who were trying to make her have, enjoy her birthday despite still grieving the loss of her husband. And he came through with all these messages and the way this aligned that he made me see an ad for this event coming up to enter a chance to end up on the show 
despite all the people who entered, just so I'd be sitting there so he could give her a message through a famous medium to regular old me. And then I could get out of that reading and give her a call and be like, hey, your husband says happy birthday. Wow. It blew my mind. It blew my mind. He didn't come to me directly. He went through all that just to do a grand gesture for her and be like, I'm still with you. Happy birthday. Wow. That's pretty cool. So we'll have to see what we can get for you. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've never, um, never really believed in psychics like that. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's why I never had anything happen. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just weird that I'm into this stuff and, I've never had any kind of experience. Like I was really close to my brother-in-law and uh, he was like a brother to me. And I just uh, never understood why, uh, why I never came through. You know what I mean? Like say, if you had a sign come through, like you're, you have to be aware of like what the typical signs are because you're involved in the paranormal. Like, would you be open to noticing those things if it happened? Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Like if a cardinal accidentally, like, flew into your face walking across the parking lot, would you see it as a sign or would you see it as a cardinal flying in your face or an accident? Well, there is a cardinal that, that's around here. My wife seems to think that that's her brother, but, you know, that, that's like... Yeah, see, rare. you're one of those people that ignores the signs. You know, she's like, I keep seeing this cardinal over there at the tree and it pecks at the window, and I'm like, well, that's what they do, but you know, right. I, you know what I mean. I'm just. You want an EVP though. You want to hear I their want, voice. You don't. Want I, yeah, it's not. I just would like to see, uh, you know, see them as an apparition or something. That's a tough you know what one I mean? though. Yeah, I, I, that or something. You know what I mean? Just come at me. I don't care if it's early in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to fiddle my bed and say it's going to be okay. I'd feel a thousand times better. But yeah. uh, I've never have had you that had girl. them in your dreams at all. I have, um, but you know, I consider it a dream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it seemed yeah, real. It seemed real, but you know, um, like I had my uncle in my dream and my my cousin and uh, and my brother in law too. He's been in my dreams, but I was thinking about him too. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. kind of washing it out that I was thinking about him, and I just dreamt about them you know what i mean so yeah yeah do you talk about them oh yeah all the time all the time yeah they they were good people man uh where i come from my people they believe you know if you if you quit talking about people then they they've passed on their dead but when you talk about them and you tell stories of them they they actually you know are still with us I don't know if that that helps, you know. I've no, never there is had truth to that. Yeah, there I mean, is. at least from my, I have my investigator side, and then I have my spiritual side. And just from what I've noticed, you know, the more you keep that memory alive and talk about them, it, it literally creates this metaphysical connection. They can hear your thoughts. They can help you feel better about things. And the more you're open to noticing the signs, symbols, feelings, random little things that they, they do to try and connect with you, the more you have a connection. You know, it's kind yeah, of like I twins mean, that can communicate without actually talking to one another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of like my, along the lines of that. Yeah, when my grandfather passed, I was only um, like 15. And um, 
I had a really weird, it, it was weird what happened. Um, it was about, uh, I said about two weeks after he passed. I was, uh, what the hell, I can't remember what the hell I was doing. Oh, I was, uh, I had gotten in trouble and, uh, with school. I think I got in a fight and got expelled in school. And, uh, I was home. I was feeling really like, like shit. You know, I, I lost my grandfather. I was in trouble. I, you know, got in trouble and got thrown out of school. And this shit was just going really bad, you know, ever since then. And then, uh, I said, well, I'm going to get a shower. So I went and got a shower. When I came out, my radio was on, and uh, it was one of the old radios, not like now where you can turn it on with your phone or any of that kind of shit. It was literally you pushed a button, it had a tape deck, and the tape deck was playing. The tape deck was on, and there was a tape in the tape deck. I didn't even know this tape was in there, and uh, there was was a song playing, and uh, I came out, and there was music playing in my room. I'm like, how the hell did that radio get on? Like, you literally had to push the button, turn it on, and then push, you know, the old tape deck. You push the button down. Click, click, yeah. You know what I mean? And it wouldn't even stay if you tried sometimes. Yeah. And it's playing. And it's, I'll never forget it. It's playing a song by uh, with Chuck Berry saying, Johnny, be good. Then uh, I'm like, I got, the cold, I got the cold chills. I was like, holy shit, that's my grandfather. Telling yeah, me to people be like you drive me nuts. You're like, they never and talk like, to me. And then you get signs like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that was when I was a kid, though. You know what I mean? It was like right after he died. And uh, but I've never had anything since. But it was like it was a sign telling me to be good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, I never even knew how that tape got in there. I don't even know where that tape came from. Yeah. I was like, where in the hell did that tape come? I don't even listen to that kind of music. And there was no one home. Uh, it. I just remember I sat there. I had cold chills. I was like. That is definitely a sign that I better start getting my shit together uh, before something I wind up doing something stupid. And, and from that day, I got my shit together and I didn't get in any more trouble. And I stopped hanging around with all the bad elements that I was hanging around with. And imagine and, what would have happened if you didn't get that sign or that message. I know, right? That, like, that's the only message I really ever that I think that I really legitimately awesome. got. Yeah, that, that was the only thing. All the other ones were just like dreams, and and uh, but that was something that really happened. That was kind of changed my life a little bit, you know. And then I met mm-hmm. my wife, and that changed my life even more. So, yeah, that kind of kept me off of the street element. I stayed out, uh, off the streets and hanging with the wrong element, and uh, it changed my life. I, and I, I never looked back to it, you know, of getting in trouble and drugs and things like that. Half my friends are. Over half my friends are dead or uh, in prison. And so it it definitely changed my life a a lot, you know, just from that one experience. You can thank him for that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was probably the only thing that I've had happen, but since then, but it wasn't like, let me know that they were okay. You know what I mean? That's, that's the part that I want to hear that. Yeah. That's the part I want to hear is is it's okay. If I hear that, then that make you afraid of dying because. Like you'd feel better about your eventual death because you knew it's okay. Yeah. On your side. Yeah. And you need that proof. Like you're not okay just hearing that from anybody. You you need like proof of that. Yeah, I need that validation. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... It's just that 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 validation will make it better. It's and a hard it, validation if... to get though. It is. It's really hard. 
It's really hard. That's what I'm. That's what I've been looking for. I mean, I've had. I think it's a validation. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff that I've experienced, and uh, I mean, I've I've caught some really cool stuff over the years that uh, you know I never thought I would. Um, I, I caught this really cool ass disembodied voice in the house one time. This woman, um, I'll never forget it. I was in this basement, and. They were having all kinds of things happening in this house. And I hear this woman say something, and I didn't quite make it out at first. And it was a sentence of something like, I was like, man, I just heard a woman. I was by myself, and uh, I'm like, damn, I heard a woman. And I, you hear me on the recorder say it. I'm like, oh, man, I heard a woman. And uh, so she's saying something, but I can't make it out. And then she says it again, but this time I hear it like clear and she said that cancer killed her and i was like holy shit i said i know what she said and it said cancer killed me that's exactly what she said she said cancer killed me and uh i was like holy shit that's a, that's some kind of validation <laughs> that there's something else you know what i mean like Absolutely. it's saying what killed her cancer killed her yeah. you know and uh i i went home and listened to it like man i listened to that clip a thousand times i'm like that's a woman. That's definitely saying cancer killed me. Like that's that's yeah. a validation that she was a living person. You yeah, know, we had a crazy one like that at our friend's house. She has this little house. It was like from the 1700s down near Gettysburg. And yeah, I don't live far from Gettysburg. No, I live about 25 minutes from Gettysburg. Yeah, I'm up in Camp Hill, so it's okay, like a 30, not too far. 30, 40 minute drive down there. Yeah, but we were in her off. house. I walk in, I feel so dizzy, and I'm like, "Who have whatever spirits in this house? I've they've either had vertigo, or they were on a ship." But it gives me that real back and forth dizzy feeling, and I kept walking around this this teeny tiny house, but I keep moving to different corners, trying to like, "Is this house moving?" They're like, "No," and I'm like, eh, "I didn't think so. Great, <laughs> I don't know why this is happening." And then I got a paint. I said, okay, maybe he had like, you know, something wrong with his ear that made him dizzy all the time. And I couldn't figure it out. So a little bit of time went by and I said, uh, man, I got this sharp head pain. And I mean, I, I physically felt a sharp head pain in my temple. We have this on video too. A few minutes later, we get a live EVP clear as day. This guy says, a hole in the head. Oh, wow. Right after I said, my head hurts. And I'm like, well, that's, that's it. That's all I need to know. That's why he's making me feel dizzy. If you got a hole in your head, yeah, you would feel a little woozy too. Makes total sense. Oh, hell yeah. But I spent the whole night trying to figure out why I felt the way I felt. And it finally all came together. It was awesome to hear it right out of his own mouth. Yeah, you know how you're in an investigation and you'll ask this question uh, probably a million times you've probably asked this question. You, you ask, what's your name? And you hardly you? ever, you, you know, you hardly ever get a response. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's your yeah. name? You know, and you never get a response. Well, in one case, I got a response. Uh, it says his full name. And uh, I'll have to let you hear it one time. You, you'll name? hear it. It says his full and last, his first oh and last gosh. name. Because I like, hate that. I can never look it up in records because you never get yep. the last name. I looked it up, but I still couldn't find it in the records. But it says his full name. It says I'm like, what the hell? I was like, that says that said a name, and I couldn't make it out. And I'm like, 
Holy shit, that's his full name. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell the name was. Um, damn. Where was it? Where did this happen? This was a case in um, Edders. I was in Edders. Oh, well, that's and, close uh, enough to look up. I have a book of land yeah. records from uh, York County. I can something, back. something Peters. Um, damn it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some of these EVPs. You'll you'll be like, wow, they're pretty cool. <laughs> You're gonna get me on a rabbit hole of digging for stuff. <laughs> I swear I've had so much stuff happen that I just I don't know what it is. I've every case I've been in, I've I experienced so much stuff and it comes around, you know, some of these cases come around full circle with which which totally amazing. Um like the Duncannon one. I, I never thought that it would go that far. To what what it did, and to meet so many people in the family, and they actually came back into the um, the house where their grandfather they they were kids in that house, and they all came you know would come to their grandfather's house, and they all came back there, you know, well after their grandfather had passed. They they were old themselves, you know, and um, it brought back so many memories for him and they cried and yeah. they laughed and it was it was pretty amazing um to experience that yeah, i've never some cases you don't get that closure with you don't really see the resolution and that's that makes it all worth it it does it really does when you had that happen um i knew when that happened that i was supposed to be there you know it's just a weird thing to say but it just that's what it felt like like i was supposed to be here to make this happen and uh it happened yeah, and it gave, it gave them you were. and it gave them a lot of closure um a lot of closure to everything oh. that went on and uh i still talk to them from time to time but uh Have they i think the brother any haunting since or did the haunting kind of like settle down and they got what they needed to spirit wise um haunting wise i don't think it's it stopped because bill was really controlling um, mm-hmm. he owned that house. He loved that house, and I just don't think he wants anybody in it but him. Um, and I think things are still happening there. The the original people that I investigated, they don't live there anymore. They moved. They actually got divorced and split up. And I think it might have been behind the house actually, but uh, I think she was really into the house, and he so wasn't. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he really wanted any parts of the house, but. She did. She really loved the house, but he didn't. And I think it kind of drew a wedge between them, and then that was it. But someone else lives in the house now. But uh, That's a Duncannon theme. That's what happened with our house and my parents. Really? <laughs> yeah, my dad didn't want to leave. He absolutely loved it up there, but my mom hated being out in the woods <laughs> and having my dad not being home. And she wanted to be in a neighborhood. Wow. That's crazy. It's a Duncannon thing. That's weird. That's totally weird. <laughs> hey, some people can live in the middle of nowhere. Some people cannot handle it. And sometimes uh, like they're Duncan. married. <laughs> I like Duncan. I, I it's loved a, it too. I think it's an awesome little place. It's like going back in time. You know what I mean? It's, it it's is. a cool place. Uh, I mean, the neighbors really sucked, but the land, the ha- like all that was cool. It was a really neat, <laughs> neat growing up in the woods. Oh my God! You, uh, how are you? Um, forty-one. Forty-one. I think you might know Laura. I don't know. I don't know how old Laura is. I think she's in her 
she's probably 40. I doubt it because my parents um, sent me to a private school because they worked up in like the Le Moines area. Okay. So it was easier for them to just like drop me off at the school closer to where they worked and pick me up after work and we'd ride home together. I only went to Susquehanna for like half a year. Ah, okay. So unless we were neighbors or something, you know, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have even been allowed to talk to her. She was my neighbor. (laughs) They were bad. (laughs) Oh my God. I tell you, this has been a fun night. It was fun. This is fun. Um, like I said, is, damn, we've done like three hours tonight. <laughs> yeah, where, where's Sarge? Where's the update on that? Where, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that whole thing? Let me text him see if he's still investigating. Uh, oh, he sent me a text, actually. It was at 11.30. Yeah, 11.37. Let's see, that's all I'm still on. Lock in. I told him to clock in. <laughs> Did your wife just say hello? Or if she might somebody... have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard something. Yeah, I just see my dog come downstairs. I'm always on the lookout for ghosts. <laughs> it's like I heard a yeah. woman's voice. Yep, that was her. Debunked again. Yep. I just see my dog come down, so I know somebody's home. <laughs> You okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but don't watch Sorry. <laughs> Somebody thought you were a ghost when they heard you say hello. <laughs> I heard a female voice. <laughs> they heard a female voice. They're like, was that was that your wife? <laughs> Does she ever go out with you or no? She won't. No, us, no, so. she doesn't like going out now. She uh-huh. she's like no. Yeah, she's seen a ghost before, but she don't she don't believe in it. But for some reason. She's seen her grandfather after he passed away, and she, but she doesn't seem to believe in it. I'm like, I don't know. You've seen him, right? She goes, yeah. So he was dressed up in his favorite suit, walked down the hallway. I was like, well, you've seen a ghost. She's like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Some people just don't have time for this stuff. I know, right? I, I love it. I, I don't get enough of it. I do, too. It is awesome. I said it's gonna be nice if um, you know get you guys one every week and do a little daily report of what what he what Chris is doing and that'd be cool. Oh, Scott's the one that does things. Oh, Scott! When I say Chris, yeah, <laughs> I got, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> Good That's guy. Okay. I probably <laughs> I really am too. It's okay. <laughs> Are you guys gonna do this weekly? Yeah, I do it every Thursday at uh, eight p.m. Um, but tonight, like like Saturdays, if I'm bored, I'll come on and do a live show too. So, but uh, just yeah, remember, every Thursday, just for two hours on Podbean. Yeah, yeah, I see now. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new to Podbean. I'm like, well, I didn't know how to time limit on this. <laughs> My cousin, he has a podcast, and he comes on, and it took him a while to figure out the two hour thing. Yeah, because all of a sudden it's working. The next thing you know, it's not working. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was so excited. On? I really thought Robert was affecting that whole story <laughs> being told. <laughs> no, Robert wasn't involved. 
<laughs> Podbean was. <laughs> Podbean. The ghost of Podbean. Oh my god. I'm trying to send a message. He's not uh might be a he's, he's running a tight ship over there. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he said uh let me see. They're reviewing Oh evidence. he said he said they're leaving. Oh. He was, he said he wasn't gonna do a full night tonight, so he said he's gonna leave. Is he doing this just for casual to get an investigation in, or are they trying to get to the bottom of something? I think he's just doing it for shits and giggles tonight. <laughs> just to get one, get an investigation in. Yeah, just to get one in. Uh, Where are investigators, they? they're in. Um, the hell's the name of that police? We call it the Hillside Hell House, but it's in Clingerstown. Clingerstown, PA. It's in the mountain. <laughs> I mean, it's in a mountain. You go up a mountain, and then you go down the mountain, and it's at the bottom. We were like I driving. I think up I know it. where Clingerstown is. It's uh, it's a little up there past. Um, God damn, I can't remember the name of that. It's a. I mean, it's like back where they, like coal mines are and stuff. I think, if I can remember correctly, like up north coal region. Yeah. I mean, I really have, my family's from up there. I don't, haven't heard of that. They're from up in like Tremont, Tower City area. It's, it's, yeah, when you ride back there, you see, uh, you like, you see like coal stuff and logging stuff. And yeah, I remember you're a Baltimore boy. You don't know all that. Yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs up there. (laughs) If If it ain't local to where I'm from, like Gettysburg. Camp Hill stuff. Like I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> Mechanicsburg. Uh, like I said, I had Grantville. I, I totally had that wrong. I said Planksville or something. Yeah, I was like, like I that. haven't heard of that one at all, but Grantville, I've heard of. <laughs> I know when we go by Kim's house, she's like, you're going up, uh, what's it, 78. You can see her house off, off of 78 right there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's Kim's house. We're going by it. It's on it. <laughs> keep doing this show on Podbean. Definitely keep doing it. You oh, know, yeah, it's, in, yeah. it's interesting. Oh, yeah. It's definitely interesting, you know. Oh, yeah. There's Sarge. He's in there now. Let's get him on. All right. Big Sarge. You there? Uh, there we go. There he is. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're on the way home. We just packed up shop. Yeah, how'd you make out? Um, we did a live uh, video on Facebook while we were asking uh, questions up in Willow's room, and the shit was going stir crazy in Willow's room. Really? And that's that that little girl. Yeah. The little girls. Mm. Yeah, we had the paralyte. The K2 meter, and what else do we have going off at the same time? Um, I, the wise camera. All, all, of them, all of them went off at the same time. We got it all on video. And then um, while, I was going, while I was going live, um, we were getting communication via the K2 meter, asking questions, and it was responding and doing exactly what we were telling it to do. And we got it all live nice. on uh, Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah, I have to so, watch that then. I've been I've been in here. And not only that, um, we have a laser grid, so I something broke the plane of the laser grid. Oh, great! 
So we got that on camera as well. I'm oh, hoping sweet, I got man. it on the live. It happened when we were going live, so I'm hoping that I got it on the live. But I, I don't know if I got it on the live or not. But the wise camera was, man, that wise camera was following something in her crib, and it was like really? zoom, 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 following something. That was crazy. We were sitting there watching it. Oh man, maybe you got something. I don't know. We'll see. I got the. Uh, uh, we left two wise cameras there to record for the week because we got another oh, nice. investigation next week in Dillsburg at nice. a residential. So uh, Brendan's going to bring it uh, with him to the next investigation, and I'm going to go over it uh, week after next. But we're going to leave two of those cameras there all week to record um, in the kids' room. Nice, dude. Nice. Interesting night, man. Interesting night. It, it really was. There was a, a heck of a conversation going on in the basement. Nice. Did you, did you bring your paranormal barf bag this time or what? I didn't, but you know, you know what I heard? It was really weird. I, I heard it. Uh-oh, we lost you for a sec. Just play with it. It won't. Can you hear us? Yeah, we lost that whole conversation. What'd you say? Uh, it wasn't wasn't important. It was ghost based off. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just threw a monkey wrench on that one, Ghost Beat. Think we lost him. Yeah, it sounds like it. PA Mountain yeah, Reception. Yeah, they're in the mountains, man. <laughs> Yeah, the first time we took JR there, uh, we call him Ghost Beat. Man, he was, he got freaked out and he was throwing up in the yard and everything. He had some kind of. Really? Yeah. He has, Why did he get that nickname? Ghost Beat? Do they of, throw him in his bait or does he end up being bait? Just <laughs> it, started from that, that, it started from that investigation when he got sick. We were just charged with busting his balls about it. <laughs> so he just throws him in all the time now to see what happens. <laughs> well, he's like he's he has a lot of stuff happen when he's around, so he's kind of like a magnet. So okay. he calls him ghost bait. But uh yeah, he got sick and he was up in the uh the son's room, I believe, and he was just like zoned out and Sarge was like, You all right, man? And he was just like staring off into into nothing and uh Sarge was like, Dude, go outside, man. You need to get out of here. So he goes outside and he just like throws up in the yard. He's like, physically and it was sick. this location. It was that location, yeah. And that's when we started calling it the uh, the Hillside Hell House right after that. Now, how do they continue to live there if they have like growling and little kids and activity in their room? Are they thinking about moving? Or are they just they're like, ah, eh, whatever? I, I think how they, they really like living there. I think they really like living there. Um, Oh yeah, excuse me. Um, I don't think anything's really happened to their children, so they're really not too worried about it. But um, they do experience things. I mean, the footsteps, and we've heard the footsteps when we were there. So, uh, like, I've never had anything bad happen to me. I don't, I don't get that overwhelming feeling that something's bad. Yeah, uh, there, I think there's something there, but uh, there's definitely something there without a doubt. But uh, I don't think it's anything so really bad. Do they just you know? like to let you guys come in and investigate because you're friends, or do they want answers? No, 
Yeah, well, well, we gave him some answers. We did find some names associated with the house and and things like that. That were we were actually getting hits on the uh, ghost box and the uh, ovulus, and we researched the names, and they were actually associated with the house. Um, and they're buried in the cemetery, not far from there. Um, but the former people that owned it didn't have any activity. I, I, they were having activity when they moved in, but then when his brother came there, that's when kind of all hell broke loose after his brother's been there. And uh, his brother hasn't been back since. But uh, okay. So their brother came for like just a little bit and things got weird. Brother left one day. and things stayed weird? It's weird, but not as bad as it was when he was there. When he was there, that's when he got assaulted by something. Uh, it spun him around. Huh. It left. Uh, I have to show you. He showed. You have some pictures of where it grabbed him on his shoulder. Uh, it left a pretty sizable, uh, some red marks, like hand marks on him, where yeah. it grabbed him by the shoulder and spun him around. He was trying to go out the front door, and it grabbed him by the shoulder and spun him around back really? into the house. Yeah. And uh, when I talked to him, he was he was crying, and he he was a mess. Um, he's. He he wanted to come back with with me, but he never. Uh, he said, "No, nah, he wasn't going to do it. He was going to." And I said, "Well, uh, I said I can't guarantee you that something's not going to happen to you if you step back into that house mm-hmm. because whatever it is, it's taking a personal liking to you. That's for damn sure." Yeah, uh, that's definitely to, an interesting story. You'd want to get to the bottom of like why is this happening? Yeah, I mean, do you guys why why him? Do you think, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that it identified something in him? Yeah, I think it was just something that, that sparked in that house with him that put the uh, the gas onto the fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's certain people that are like that. You know, you go into a place and it's just this something with this person. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it lights the fire to the, you know, puts fuel to the fire. And, uh, why? Why is it? I don't know. It's maybe like a poltergeist kind of thing that's associated with them. Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's, whatever it is, yeah. it, it, sometimes it's, entities really don't want somebody in their place. Sometimes they really do, so they draw them in. Yeah, it definitely got his attention. I can tell you that. He uh, he was pretty shaken up about it. Do you think that's it could be sure. somebody has strength? You know that. When they come and they start showing themselves, people are um, these spirits or whatever they are, ghosts, uh, try to overpower them. I've seen it happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've um, seen them run my daughter out of places because of her abilities and they don't want to be found out whatever secret they have. That, you know, say they, they weren't a great person in life. And they're not a nice spirit now. The right kid with abilities walks in. They're they're a threat. They could divulge the secrets. So they scare yeah. the crap out of him and try and make him leave. That's interesting. Yeah. But there's a bunch of different reasons. And that's, as an investigator, kind of what you try and get to the bottom of. Why are you having this activity so you can help them maybe stop the activity? Yeah, I mean, I've been in a place where people have been like kind of sensitive to things, and uh, it, you know, things are happening to them, but n- not happening to me. And I'm like, well, why is this shit not happening to me? I don't get it. And they're like, well, <clears throat> it's afraid of you. I'm like, what do you mean? They said, yeah, it's, it, do- it doesn't like you, but it's it, it 
from what the one lady was telling me, she said, it doesn't like you, but it's afraid of you, and it's not going to do anything to, to harm you. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so that you, makes sense. I don't so know. So you guys think that that could be because you're not going to allow it to harm you or uh, influence you or create anything yeah, yeah. that would make you change how you view things. I mean, you're not there to bother them, but you're not going to allow it to bother you. So they want to mess with someone that is um, more, receptive. more vulnerable or more receptive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Receptive, not more vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, sure. There's like, a uh, bunch of like reasons people can be a target for activity. Yeah. Yeah, they might like not like sensitive. what you're wearing. I mean. Yeah. You might have reminded them of somebody they didn't like in life. You know what I mean? You could have been somebody that bullied them or something in life, and now, you know, you look like them. Maybe they're going to take it out on you or something. You know what I mean? Who knows? See, I could definitely see that. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, that's just like, uh, like going back to the demon thing. Um, there are cases where people aren't very good in life. And when they die, I don't think they're going to be very good in death either. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, suck. Yeah. They're still going to be that same typical asshole in death as they were in life. You know, that doesn't mean they're, they're a demon. It just means they're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they can still scratch you or turn you around. Yeah. They can scratch you, touch you, push you, pull your hair. But a little you. kid could scratch you too, because they're like, Hey, 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 pay attention to me. And they don't realize that it hurts. Yes. Exactly. That's what happened with, in the case with Kim. Uh, her daughter got scratched <laughs> pretty bad on her back, and I was just like, don't be issues. I think it's a demon. I was like, uh, don't say it's a demon because there's no, you don't have any proof of that to say that it's a demon. You just got to realize that sometimes these are the only way these things know how to communicate is maybe it's by scratching you or pushing you or knocking something <laughs> over or touching you. You know what I mean? There's, there's different ways they can communicate. Not all Ghost of them can communicate you. audibly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ghost bait in the chat room? Yeah, it said that. I don't see him. It came up in the chat. Um, really? He's, he has joined. Oh, there he is. Ghost bait. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, if they were terrible in life, they might not be too good in death either, so... Kind of wonder, like, well, all these serial killers and stuff when they when they get executed and things like that, where do, what happens to them? You know what I mean? What the hell yeah. happens to them? Are they still out here wandering around in this this world as a as a terrible ghost or or what? You know, <laughs> it's, we'll it's find weird. some serial killer stories and see if we can. Uh, that would be cool. Their spirit. That would be real cool. It would be. I invited, I invited Ghostbait in. There he is. What's up, Ghostbait? Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Hey, it's Sarge. I'm using his Android. Mine went dead. I'm oh, using what's his up, cell man? <laughs> oh, what's up? Is we everything just lost you. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Yeah, we, we got in a dead zone. We're out in the boondocks, man. You know. Bump. Oh, yeah. You got this marked explicit. I don't want to be saying anything. <laughs> no, not really, but it's all right. All right. It is yeah. So what are we talking yeah. about? Like uh, everything, everything, man. I think. We, we, did, we, we explored the whole uh, trifecta tonight, man. Nice. Yeah, it's almost like four hours now. 
<laughs> did we talk about haunted dolls tonight? No haunted yeah. dolls. Yeah, Robert the doll bit. ended our first uh, what segment podcast? Whatever. Yeah. Cut us off. Yep, we got it. We got ended abruptly by Podbean, unfortunately. Who's Mike? Thought it was a doll. <laughs> Mike was someone who was listening and came on and told a really cool story. Up, yeah, he worked at a he worked at a funeral home. Oh, nice. Seen some stuff yeah, too, man. Some pretty cool stuff. We're on the way back. So and there's speed traps everywhere. Speed apparently. traps everywhere. Really? Wow. Yeah. We just hit 81, so we're just we're just now getting on 81. Oh, please get pulled over so we can hear you explain to them that you're out hunting ghosts. <laughs> that's that's happened to me actually in an investigation. A cop came in on an investigation. <laughs> it was funny. I was uh, I was down in the basement and uh, <laughs> they uh, somebody called the police and we had permission to be there, but they called the police huh? and and uh, <laughs> they said, "Hey, John, get up here." I was like, "Who the hell is this?" I, I said, "I said for what?" And he's like. As I said so, I said, well, who the hell are you? He goes, well, I'm the police. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's two cops up there shining a light in my face. He's like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, paranormal investigation. He's like, really, man? I'm like, yeah, really, dude. We've been hanging out in the dark in the basement for fun. He's like, well, yeah, you are, right? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> He's, He's got like, a point. <laughs> yeah, he goes, what are you being a smart ass? I was like, no, dude, I'm really investigating a haunted house. He's like, oh, okay. Are you gonna leave today? I'm like, when I get done. Like, no, you're gonna leave now. They made us leave, dude. Oh wow. It's a, yeah, the neighbor said we were causing the disturbance. I'm like, that's bullshit. We ain't said a word. <laughs> so we got the pretty goddamn quiet. Oh, you got that. I said we got a debate going on. Not really a debate, but um, I guess I'm out. I'm out by myself on this. These two guys uh, seem to think that the water underneath the house is a conduit for paranormal activity, and and I'm of course the skeptic in saying there's no irrefutable proof of that. Oh, that's an old wise tale. Yeah, it's a conduit theory, but so but. Here's what I, here's my question to you is we have the spirit box running right upstairs in the living room. There are four, five, six different voices coming through, not in a row, not, I mean, it's all different times. They're all talking. Then you get one that will be clear and intelligent and it's different from all the rest. That house is old, but it is not that old that it's going to have six, seven, eight spirits in there would be my guess. So where did they come from? So what do you think is traveling along the water? I mean, that's my opinion. It seems to be ghost's opinion. Um, I can't think of another way to explain it. I don't know. And the only people that we can find that passed in the house were Betty and her husband. So that'll give you two. Where are the other six coming from? Didn't you say the brother coming in was a catalyst for activity changing? Yeah. Could he have something that 
he brought in somehow, or was he ever into anything that could have led to this? That we don't know if he was into anything, but uh, I know when he goes in, when he since he's been in the house, it's it's been more active than it was originally. Are we feeding back? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't buy the whole water thing, just like I don't buy the whole limestone thing. I don't know. This is like, it's like it's one of those double-edged swords. You got to be able to prove it, right? Yep. Well, when you yeah, review your evidence, have? you might get more clues. Yeah. Got to be able to prove it. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. But... Like I said before, there's always more questions than answers. We did prove one thing tonight, which we did the dowsing rod test. Uh, we did it over the water. Uh, we did it away from the water, and then we walked towards the water, and it, it does detect water. So we got yeah, that live. Sure. Yeah, we yeah. got that live on, uh, on Facebook. So that was kind of cool. So that was an experiment we did tonight. Yeah, that's a location you don't want to rely on dowsing rods. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, you don't want to rely on um, you don't want to rely on dowsing rods when you're near water. <laughs> well, no, we we just wanted to prove that experiment that the dowsing rods did work with water. I wanted to prove or disprove it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! said, "Yeah, they still suck." <laughs> that was something I said earlier. Like when they what? suck, oh. they're alive. Now, I'm no, firmly in that camp. I don't believe in the dowsing rods for one minute. I think that's a bunch of horse poo if I've ever seen it. Nope. I experienced something when I had the dowsing rods on me, and we got it on camera, and we showed it. It happened on camera. So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because they worked for us sometimes, and sometimes they didn't. And I had an experience while I had them because what, what happened to me when we were – when I was using it for the first time, and I was a disbeliever, I didn't believe it. When I used it, and what happened happened, there was a uh, electrical static charge that went through my arms and went through, literally had the hair stand up in my arms while it happened. And we got it on camera, and it, there was actually static arc from my um, from my uh, uh, body go to the uh, dowsing rods, and the dowsing rods um, crossed at that at that particular time. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean that's interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I mean that that happened. Uh, that happened at the church. That church is crazy. You're telling me. We what love that it? place. What was it? Uh, the K2 meter or something that just you saw that just fall like an orb go into it and it fell down. Yeah, yeah. That that, no, that was that was, awesome. uh, that was the uh, red pod. That that's that like amazing evidence. Yeah. And it was like your I, what, first investigation. I, I haven't seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, people don't like orbs, but that that was an orb. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, was, that was a something. that was a, a light a ball, of light what? energy. That was pretty cool. I slowed it down and, and played it frame by frame, and it's funny because it reminds me of an energy weapon. I mean, <laughs> I mean, serious. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it appeared like a portal, and I don't know how to explain it other than that. It just, it was a little dot of light, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger, and the circle was perfectly round, and that beam of light came directly out of the center of it, 
and hit the REM pod and, and made the REM pod fly across the fucking, or excuse me, fly across the room. And uh, it was beeping for like five seconds, five, six seconds. Yeah, and then it, it just zipped right back up in and it was done. Yeah, that's I mean, I like how. Yeah, I like how I left the residual light uh, energy afterwards. That was pretty cool. I mean, there's so much stuff in that church, though. I mean, for, from the perfume, we can't explain. I mean, we'll be sitting there, there'll be nothing. All of a sudden, there's like this violet or lilac perfume. And I mean, it is strong. Like, if you've ever been in a church around a late 70s, 80-year-old lady, that real strong perfume. The Avon Just out of nowhere. The Avon. Yep. And then getting Sarge's grandmother over the spirit box. I mean, that was just insane. That's what John calling needs him, to hear. Calling him Bobby. He's like, that's the only person that ever called me Bobby. And it was her voice. And I wasn't even thinking about her. We didn't say anything about her at all. And boom, her voice came over and said, hey, Bobby, just like that. I was like, I, was, I had to leave. I almost was in tears. And then throughout oh, the night... Cool. Throughout the night, when we did the uh, um, the spirit box session with the the, the headphones and the blindfold, uh, Ghost and he could tell you it was getting the same voice saying the same thing. Hey, Bobby, I love you. I miss you. Don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And that was it. And haven't heard from her since. Cool. Yeah. You never did tell us though what happened over at Masagia's in the carriage room. It's kind of startled you. Well, we were at Visagio's. This is why I kind of took a break a little bit. When we were over at Visagio's, um, I had the headphones on and the blindfold on, the spirit box and the headphones, right? Everybody else was in the other room. And Ghost, Ghostbait was asking questions. And of course, I was shouting them out as I was hearing what was ever, whatever the spirit box session was saying. Well, there was a conversation going on about me in the spirit box session. Um, it kept saying, we need to get him. And I didn't know that it was talking about me at first until it said, we need to get inside him. And then one said, no, he's protected. We can't. And then the other one said, we need to get inside of it. And I threw the, I threw the damn headphones off. I said, yeah, that's not happening. Yikes. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. What does it mean? I don't know. I mean, it was just exactly the same exact words I just said. Full sentences, clear as day. And I was angry, and I was flustered, I was confused. And I had to step outside for a good 20, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Right. He snapped right on me, because I'm like, come on, let's keep going, let's keep going. And he's, I didn't realize what was going on, because he didn't say any of that. The last, the last thing we heard was something along the lines of uh, inside his body or whatever. And I said, don't touch him. And that was it. Sarge just stopped talking. Wow. Do they have Sorry, things they like that there? Uh, we don't know. Um, we didn't. I went through the video evidence. The only bad thing was there were so many people there that a lot of the shit was contaminated. A lot of the stuff that we got was familial. Um that family's been there a long time, but every one of them seems to have a story about the entity in the carriage room. And none of the stories that you hear are on the up and up. Right? Yeah, it's the big tall guy, black uh, black shadow tall guy, fig, uh, male figure in, the, in that carriage room. And 
I, we didn't see anything, but I mean, we had some pretty interesting experiences. And that, there. that piece of property goes way back. That piece of property was originally owned by William Penn and given to uh, a farmer or a settler in Wurtsville, one of the original settlers of Wurtsville. So, I mean, there's a lot of history there. Well, previous to that, there was Native American history there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In that area. So, yeah, it was a pretty interesting night. And that, that's why, you know, you didn't hear from me for a long time, John. That's the, the thing that bothered me. And I was just kind of trying to figure it out. Hmm. Oh, that's cool, man. It's all good. Yeah. I give everybody Would you their ever space, go back? bro. What's that? Would you ever go Chris? back? No. Uh-uh. No. No. I've been wanting to go over there to eat dinner. I was going to go one evening to eat dinner, but I, uh, I just didn't, I ended up getting, um, I don't want to say, uh, I just didn't want to go. I didn't feel like going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't go. And I love, I love their this. food. We ate dinner there that night. The food was great. The people were wonderful. The owner is just fantastic. I think they uh, used to live in the same neighborhood. I think, I think I grew up in the same neighborhood as their son. Which one, Bill or John? I don't know. I just think they lived up the street or something. I know there's some connection with the Zagios that I remember from my childhood. <laughs> it, you could ask them if they lived in Wormleysburg, and I could give yes, you the name. Yes, there, they did live in Wormleysburg. In fact, her father was killed in a car accident in Wormleysburg. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, then they probably did live in the same neighborhood as us growing up. So yeah, definitely an interesting wow. year, man. And you, you kicked our, you kicked our investigative, um, our first investigation off. Uh, and it's been it's been uh, it's been a wild ride since, man. Yeah, I'm I'm excited yeah, never... to see all these local places being investigated. I love it. Yeah, everybody seems to want to go after the big places like um, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. We even tried to do that, um, and all the big asylums and stuff like that, Penn Asylum, and all the other ones. And it's just like you know, John and I were talking about it the other week. That it's just they're so saturated with with investigators that it's there's really nothing that's um, that you know other people haven't seen there that you wouldn't see you know. Yeah, there's so much history in this area though. It's there's just these little gems everywhere, and I love that you guys are doing that. Yeah, I love the I love the uh, uh, the local the local areas, the res- residentials especially because you get to develop relationships with your clients. And you know, sometimes you develop friendships as well. Mm-hmm. Hell, look at Brendan. Yeah, look at Brendan. He became part of our team thanks to John introducing us. Yeah, I mean, I've had clients for over 15 years. They're still my clients. I still investigate their house and still talk to them. Um, they're like part of my family. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Become I'll always be family. there for them. Yeah. yeah, I'll always be there for them. And uh, if they need me, I'm there. That's why we do this, you know. Mm-hmm. At least that's why I do it. I don't know why some of these other paranormal groups do it, but 
I do it for one. I got my own answers I need answered, and uh, I do it to help people. You know? And it's really fun. Try to come up with something, you know. It's, it's just stuff's totally unexplainable and unpredictable when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. If we can just figure out a way to control it and ask a question to it and get an answer to it, maybe maybe we we can like, all sleep no a little better at night. We, don't, I don't think we always end up with more questions. Yeah. Oh, you're insane. always going to end up with more questions. Always. And I have more now than I ever did, mm-hmm. to be honest. That's true. I really yeah. do. I, when I first got into this, I was thought I was going to you know, get the answers to everything, but it's not working out that way. Well, I wasn't there's something. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't expecting answers to, to anything, to tell you the truth. I just wanted to see what was out there and, and and to see if uh, we can communicate with something, whatever it is. Yeah, can you get we've it to interact with you? Yeah, we've been communicating, that's for sure. But, I mean, I'm no closer to knowing what it is we're communicating with than I was the first time, the first day we did it. I don't know. That spirit box has really come alive. I love that thing. Yeah, that's Ghostbait's thing is the spirit box. Do you guys ever do Estes with the spirit box? Well, what's that? The Estes method where like the person who's holding the box is listening to it with headphones and a blindfold on blindfold yeah, that's on what another I was talking team about. member. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when my my, my nanny came over. Ghost was in the other room with the headphones and blindfold on and he was actually repeating what she was saying. Yeah, I think that's the best way to use a spirit box to just really get the full effect out of it. Yeah, you can hear a lot better through the headphones, too. Yeah. You can decipher it a lot better. Yeah, the Ghost Box has some amazing stuff come out of it sometimes. It's hit or miss sometimes. You know? It is. It really is. Sometimes well, you get in a location, man, and they can really use it to, to communicate. And then in other locations, it's just like, yeah. it's nothing. You know? You're like, wow, this sucks. You can't get shit out of this thing. What said my full name at Brendan's place up in the attic? Yeah, I've had that happen before too. Said my full name. That's what made me a believer in it. I was like, whoa, that's said my full name. That was uh, it was kind of kind of eerie. That paid a couple of times tonight too. That pre-investigation at the church. You remember how crystal clear that was when I was down there with Wayne. What did it say? I can't remember. We were getting. Uh, we asked how it died. And it's all a shot. How old were you? And then this, it was creepy. It was like six. A real high pitched voice come through. Uh, trying to think of what else. I mean, I have the video. I can send it to you, Habs. But that that was crazy. That was my first shot with a, with a spirit box. And <laughs> he, he fell in love. I, yep, I've been in love with the damn thing ever since. I go down. Yeah, to, I used cool to work in Gettysburg. Yeah, I, uh, I had a pretty cool experience with Ghost Box before. Um, I was in uh, Ramblewood, uh, an old uh, – it was an old place for um, the Underground Railroad. And we were in this room, and I said, can you tell us how many people were in the room? And it wasn't getting anything. I was like, I'll give you a hint. It's a real religious number. And when I said that, it went three. I was like, oh, shit. There was three people in the room. 
and three is the hour that Christ died. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. And there were three people in the room. Then I asked how many lamps were in the room, and I said two. There was two lamps in the room. I'm like, whoa, this is pretty cool. We were definitely getting a lot of intelligent communication with it. Yeah, well, I'm doing 80, so. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's some cool stuff right there. Well, guys, I'm glad you had a good uh, good investigation. Um, we're probably going to wrap this up for tonight. We've been going for like four hours, man. <laughs> so. All right. Well, you all have a good night. Uh, I'll catch up with you this week. Yeah, safe driving. Cool. Safe right, driving, thanks, guys. guys. See you. Bye. See you, guys. Wow. Yeah, we've been going for four freaking hours. You believe that, Chris? <laughs> I can because once you get into this stuff, you could go forever. Oh, I know. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you came on with me. I had a blast. Thanks. Was, uh... I, I'm so happy you, you asked me to. It's been fun. Hell yeah. I definitely had a great time. Definitely. Let's. Uh, I'm excited let's get, for you uh... to get Scott on too. Like, wait till you hear that. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, I have a guest next week, but uh, after that, definitely I want him to come on and start doing this little uh, thing, you know, and uh, I want to hear some of these stories. I, I think it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, he's got stories. That's for sure. That's great. I love how he travels and does it. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad he takes me along for the ride. I'm totally jealous. I'm like, damn, I'm jealous. This guy gets He's bringing everywhere. me back a voodoo doll from Bloody Mary's voodoo place in New Orleans. It's in the trunk of his car right now. I'm all excited. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to get here. And then he got my kids little Robert, the doll keychains. Uh, uh, Oh no, you might get it. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be creepy. <laughs> no, my kids love this crap. They were raised with it. Oh my god. Well, thank you for coming on tonight and thanks yeah, for everybody thanks for out there. Me. Everybody that listened tonight and uh sorry about the mix up in the beginning, but uh this audio crap got all jacked up for some reason. Um, but we got it we got it straightened out and uh it was a very good show. Four hours, it's a great yeah. show. Chase. It was so great. It was so much was fun. fun. Thank you for coming on, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, I'll be talking to you real soon. All righty. All right. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Well, folks, this is the end of a Saturday night, a four-hour special with the Paranormal Journal. Tune in this Thursday at 8 p.m. We're going to have another guest on. Uh, he's going to be talking about Bigfoot and all that kind of good stuff. So. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. Live life, love life, and uh, see you same time next time, next year, whatever. Just kidding. See you Thursday, 8 p.m. Have a good weekend, all. Good night.